0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Cooked, A Natural History of Transformation. In the modern world, people are increasingly interested in discussing cooking, watching cooking shows on TV, browsing cookbooks, and dining in restaurants where chefs display their skills at front of house. People are obsessed with recipes and methods of food preparation. But paradoxically, with all these indirect experiences amassed they spend less time than ever cooking their own meals. We are sure that you will understand the reason after listening to this bookie. Broadly speaking, cooking is the activity where people process raw ingredients, making them into delicious and nutritious cuisines. It is one of the most fascinating and valuable humans' accomplishments. In Cooked, the author chronicles his culinary learning and shows us how each cooking method connects with its natural ingredients and past culture. The author attempts to bring cuisine back to the raw food itself, putting it in its rightful place in our lives, thus improving our relationship with our diets and reclaiming our most wholesome eating habits. The author of this book Michael Pollan is one of the leading food writers in the U.S. He is currently a professor of journalism and director of the Knight Program in Science and Environmental Journalism at the University of California, Berkeley. His works have been presented with the James Beard Award, the Oscars of Cooking Many Times. In 2009, Newsweek recognized him as one of their top ten New Thought leaders. Also, in 2010, he was named by Time magazine as one of the world's top 100 influencers. Apart from Cooked, his books The Omnivore's Dilemma, A Natural History of Four Meals, In Defense of Food, An Eater's Manifesto, and Food Rules, An Eater's Manual have become classics of food writing. Beyond his academic and publishing achievements, Pollen is more like a food detective conducting field investigations. From farms to supermarkets and finally to kitchens— he spent three years with various culinary chefs mastering the four essential cooking methods grilling, oiling, baking, and fermenting. Also, he researched the full process involved in bringing foods from their places of origin to the table in order to demonstrate how cooking integrates with social and ecological networks. Meanwhile, the author reflected on the humanitarian and social dilemmas behind today's food culture. In this bookie, we will learn about how cooking connects to raw ingredients and cultures through three sections. Part 1 – Barbecue – The Original and Simplest Form of Cooking Part 2 – Boiling – A More Civilized Form of Cooking Part 3 – Baking – A Qualitative Leap for Civilization Fire is the primary element in cooking. Pollen began his culinary education with it. First, he explored grilling or barbecuing which is cooking's first and simplest method. Pollan's exploration had been quite a journey from his backyard grill to barbecue pits and pitmasters of eastern North Carolina. In one of his essays A Dissertation Upon Roast Pig, the English writer Charles Lamb wrote that in China lived a young man named Bo Bo, the dimwitted son of a swineherd named Hoti. One day, Bobo accidentally burned down his family's cottage when playing with fire in the process incinerating a litter of piglets. While he was surveying the ruins and deciding what to tell his father, an odour assailed his nostrils, unlike any scent which he had before experienced. When Bobo reached down to feel one of the burnt pigs for any sign of life, he singed his fingers and then instinctively touched them to his tongue. Some of the crumbs of the scorched skin had come away with his fingers, and for the first time in his life he tasted, in the world's life indeed, for before him no man had known it, crackling. The accident led to the discovery of the art of roasting. After that, people abandoned raw meat. Such was the tale of how mankind accidentally discovered the use of fire to cook meat. Of course, the story's authenticity may well be doubted. In the sixteenth century, the Spanish conquistador Hernando de Soto brought the first pigs to South America. Centuries later, descendants of those hogs had found their way to the Carolinas where they ranged freely, feeding on abundant acorns and hickory nuts. People could hunt these wild hogs according to their needs. At that time they were so plentiful that even the poorest in society could occasionally feast on them. The practice of roasting a whole pig over a fire was imported to the American southern states by African Americans. They had learned the technique from indigenous people in the Caribbean who barbecued animals whole, splayed out on top of damp branches over fire pits. In the same period, African Americans introduced red pepper seeds that later became one of the main barbecue condiments. In the culinary worlds of the past and the present, Roasting a whole pig over a wood fire is generally accepted as the purest and most fundamental form of barbecue. Pollen's exploration of the barbecue began at the Skylight in Run by the Joneses in North Carolina. Today, the Skylight is one of the last remaining barbecue joints. The restaurant's motto goes like this, if it's not cooked with wood, it's not barbecue. This maxim is undoubtedly an outright declaration of dissatisfaction with contemporary forms of cooking. In modern kitchens, the scarcity of firewood's strict scrutiny by the health department among many other inconveniences are gradually killing the traditional craft of barbecue. For generations, the Joneses have been roasting whole hogs over oak and hickory. It is a tradition that has been recognized by diners all over the region and has made them a handsomely paid business. When Pollen tasted the Joneses' barbecue, he found that their meat had a succulent texture and unpretentious appearance, just the right amount of smoky flavor. He felt it was the tastiest, most intoxicating meat he had ever eaten. At the same time, his barbecue sandwich offered outstanding value, it only cost $2.75. Sadly, however, the barbecue at the Skylight Inn wasn't absolutely perfect the Joneses had lost their war against modern trends a long time ago. The Skylight Inn has a long history, barbecuing over a wood fire that burns all night long, supported by carefully arranged coals. But they use commercial hogs, lean, fast-growing pigs, confined in steel and concrete pens. Thanks to genetics, modern breeding, and drugs, these hogs fatten up in less than a year or even in just a few months. Using these commercial hogs is already the standard in southern barbecues. The Joneses cannot influence the current state of pork production. In terms of deliciousness, when hogs are raised outdoors, their meat on the barbecue is far superior to that of commercial hogs. However, there is no way you would get a $2.75 barbecue sandwich in a restaurant serving this costly pork. This is the regrettable part of modern agriculture. After observing the barbecue at the Skylight Inn, Pollan developed a powerful desire to take his southern barbecue experience beyond watching and eating. He wanted to find a pit master to learn the tricks of barbecuing through hands-on practice. Coincidentally, he was due to interview pit master Ed Mitchell who later agreed to become his mentor. Driving with Mitchell to Wilson for an event, Mitchell mentioned to Pollan that he once owned Mitchell's ribs, chicken and barbecue. Later, The government sued him for tax evasion, he spent time behind bars, and the bank foreclosed his barbecue joint. Greg Hotem, a prominent local real estate developer, contacted Mitchell following his release. The two men formed a partnership and opened The Pit, a high end barbecue restaurant, serving lunch and dinner. They took whole hog barbecue upscale, making it a little bit more trendy while keeping it real. Mitchell often bragged about the authenticity of his barbecuing techniques. However, the authentic flavor was attributed mainly to the pork he used. Hogs reared on pasture in the old-fashioned way. Like the Joneses we mentioned earlier, Mitchell previously used commercial hogs. He then met a food writer who enlightened him to realize that an indispensable element of the authentic barbecue is free-range pork. The barbecued meat of free-range hogs was succulent, it tasted terrific, even unseasoned. Later, Mitchell acquired an agricultural project, hiring a group of African-American farmers. With their expertise he revived the traditional way of raising pigs humanely without hormones or antibiotics in their feed. This project helped Southern Barbecue find back its original and authentic form. But during his apprenticeship with Mitchell, Pollen discovered something totally unexpected he couldn't believe that Mitchell used Kingsford on his grill. Kingsford was a branded compressed charcoal amalgamated with sawdust. After dousing the briquettes with lighter fluid, Mitchell threw in a lighted match. The effect was instant, a blazing fire. It wasn't exactly the primordial fire I'd come in search of. It was more like the suburban backyard barbecue blazes of my childhood, the author observed. Obviously, such a practice flew in the face of every tradition of southern barbecue. Where the Joneses used commercial hogs for their barbecue, Mitchell used modern industrially produced charcoals. They both made business compromises, either for convenience or to cut costs. Yet, they criticized others, claiming that for authentic barbecue compromise was despicable. After seeing through it all, Pollen was disillusioned. Feeling let down but pragmatic, Pollen resumed his barbecue quest. He argued that the history of cooking is also the history of fire. Humans tamed fire for cooking, but more recently, it has been allowed to fade from everyday life. Fire was first constrained in indoor hearths, stoves, and ovens. Finally, in our age, fire has been entirely replaced by electricity or invisible microwaves in glass or plastic appliances. While in North Carolina, the art of cooking with fire seemed to have become outdated, in Spain, it has been rekindled. Residing in a small town in the Basque country of Spain, there is a self-taught chef in his fifties named Bitter Arguanzoniz. He has worked as a lumberjack and an electrician. He is pioneering a new era of cooking with fire for the 21st century. At Arguenzoniz's barbecue restaurant, the kitchen is furnished with stainless steel barbecue utensils, but he also uses the raw power of burning timber. Every morning, his sous-chef ignites a mass of local oak, citrus, olive, and vine logs in the ovens to produce charcoal. Zonais relies on these aromatic woods to flavor his cuisine. He chooses a different variety of wood for each dish, even considering the various different temperatures of their embers. Arguinzonai says that cooking with firewood is the best way to respect ingredients. The grill itself is just a contrivance to display the food. Arguinzonai's returns to traditional cooking methods in his exploration, matching wood, flame, and quality ingredients. No matter how far we advance, we all want to get back to nature when we lose our bearings and our original purpose. In Pollen's explorations, he also investigated the relationship between barbecue and ancient rituals. In numerous ritual cultures, in all periods, tributes have adopted some form of barbecue. Many ceremonial religions conceive of the smoke from the barbecue as a link between gods and humans. In fact, the earliest ritual sacrifice used humans as an offering. As time went on, Rituals involving humans gave way to animal sacrifices, which then changed into sacrifices using only parts of the carcass. Finally, the flavor of the sacrifice diminished to the point where today such sacred activities have evolved into the backyard barbecue. Although religious sacrifice hasn't vanished entirely, it is on the brink of extinction. Pollen has a particular explanation for ritual slaughter involving barbecued animals. He argues that ritual sacrifices are a way humans rationalize and atone for their needs and desires, seeking calm. Through this ritual, humans tell themselves that animals aren't put to death to satisfy their appetite but the hunger of the gods. When cooked on a fire, the smoke isn't necessary to improve the meat's flavor but to communicate with the gods. People convince themselves that they eat the prime cuts not because they're the most succulent, but because the smoke is all the gods really want. From this, we can see that humans not only pursue wholesome food for flavor and nutrition, but also because they believe it satisfies both body and spirit. Alright, that brings us to the end of the first part of our bookie. We understood that barbecuing is the earliest and simplest cooking method. Pollen learned the art of the barbecue under the tutelage of grill masters like Samuel Jones, Ed Mitchell, and Bitter Arguinzoni's he found out about the master's different approaches to the fire pit. Also, he shared his knowledge of barbecue history and the long relationship between barbecues and ritual sacrifice. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.